Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo-woo! Hi! What's up, guys? I think that this is one of our pods that I am the most excited to release because if you guys listen to our episode one, we talked about our mutual spiritual mentor, Joanne. And we released it as our very first one and immediately were met with so many messages from you guys of being like interested in her and really resonating with some of the things that we had as an experience with her. So we sent her information. If you still want it, we can give it to you. We sent her information out to people who were asking and came back with like floods of stories of people like, I'm sorry, what just happened? This is incredible. And so anyway, we decided to bring her on the pod. So she's going to hang out with us, all thanks to Angela, really, because she's the one who introduced Joanne to me. So then together, we're like, we've got to have her on. Like, this is so amazing. And so many of you guys have already benefited from her. We're like, we just need to do a collective reading for like 2020, get into... We even like asked her like pretty practical tips of how do you grow your intuition? What were other things? We like asked her so many specific questions. We get into it all on the app. But what was most exciting to Kendall and I was the episode that we talk about her on is the our most well-received episode of anything that we've recorded and released so far. And it was the one we were most scared about because we didn't know. Total spiral zone. Because we never want to impede on anyone's beliefs. But what we were so happy to find is that people that were curious about their spirituality and maybe even believed in more traditional ways of practicing it than Kendall and I felt extremely comfortable with the episode and have since a lot of them gone and made a session with Joanne and have felt so comforted and feel like it's only good light happening here. It feels so redeeming to know that we're sharing a resource that feels good to everyone and that something we were scared to share because it's personal to us and it's just an exploration of different aspects of our spirituality and kind of how that came about and how more powerful we feel because of her mentorship has been Mm -hmm. so life-changing and so excited. We've been flooded with people's personal stories of how Joanne has helped them heal their trauma and helped with so much of the things that they were wanting to put their finger on but couldn't get a visual image of. And so many people feel like it's talking to someone that's known them for years. We're thrilled that you guys feel as close to her as we do. We'll have her info in the show notes, of course. But we're just thrilled to have her as our first guest. And that she was willing to lend so much energy to Mm -hmm. us to be able to bless you guys. Like we're so excited for it. And it's actually funny. We were joking whenever we recorded the episode. We were like, we're going to be put on so many people's prayer chains. Even though we're Christian, we were so scared. Like our ego got so caught up in this idea of like, we can't show our true selves or these things that are like intimate to us because what would people think? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the people that we were the most scared of listening to that episode have actually gone to Joanne and yeah. had incredible experiences is like 
the real telltale in all of this. <laughs> it's just so eye-opening that we all have ways that we want to get closer in our faith that feels personal to us. And there's different avenues to do that. Yeah, it was such a like big exhale for both Kindle and I to know that you guys feel and people that we are scared to listen, we're <laughs> listening to it and actually asking us about it. And it just a way of feeling connected to you guys. It was awesome. And in fact, we didn't record this with on the pod. But before we got on with Joanne, she's going through a couple things with her personal life. And she was asking her angels... And like her spirit guides in her own life, you know, I, I think I need a period of slowdown and I think I just need some time. And sh- the overwhelming feeling that she got was that there was an avalanche coming from most Yeah, like Texas. she said she got like the, yeah, <laughs> that she feeling she of got like, the essence and like the word an avalanche is coming and that she was confused because she was like, we released <laughs> the episode and literally forgot to tell her like, by the way. So she literally said she opened her inbox the next day and it was like all of you guys sliding into her email being like, so say, girl, you want to give me a reading? Yeah. Can I have some of the juice that Kendall and Angela are on? (laughs) So we, yeah, definitely. I'm stealing from Angela, but yeah, we are Joanne stands. So we are. (laughs) um, I love it. But anyway, so without further ado, we heard your request and we're bringing her on. And I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did because every single minute in this woman's energy is like a warm little bubble bath. So really is. And if you have a Joanne story because you've already gone and see her, please send them to us. There's nothing that excites us more. DM us your stories. It's like my favorite reality TV show. It's like my favorite sport listening to Joanne's stories because they're all so different. It's the best. Anyway, enjoy. And without further ado, here's Joanne. It's great to be here. Great to be it's, here. It's funny, Joanne. I don't know if you know this, but Angela and I will refer to different people that we like really love or admire or whatever as different relations to us. And we call you our aunt. Like we refer to you. We'll be Aww. like, oh my gosh, guess what our aunt said? Yeah. And we we truly just adopted you as our aunt. So I hope I love great. it. <laughs> I love it. I want to be your aunt. I love it. So Joanne, our first question for you is, do you have a specific intuitive memory or the first time you kind of realized that you have a very strong high intuitive gift? That's a really interesting question. I always heard a voice in, in my mind speaking mm-hmm. to me. You know, when I was young, it was almost like a friend that spoke in my mind. I always felt that there was a presence around me. And I always seemed to know things before they happened. And I didn't Mm. understand. I didn't understand that until years later. One of the biggest moments was I was around 17 and my grandfather, he was dying and we were in the hospitals with my mom and her sister. They said, he's stable. You can go home, ladies. And I refused to leave the hospital. And I I said to my mother and my aunt, funny enough, my aunt, (laughs) I said, we can't leave. We have to stay. We have to mm. stay. And apparently I threw a whole like hissy fit and I said, we, we can't leave. And sure enough, within 15 minutes, he died. And if we wow. had left, they would have missed it. They would have missed mm. saying goodbye. But there was something inside me that was so strong that we had to stay. And then really fast forward into my early 40s, because I'm very old. Um, in my early 40s, I had the major wake up to my gifts. I always felt intuitive and and understood things, but it was in my early 40s that it really opened up big time. 
So. so what was that like? Like when you're saying you really woke up to that, was there a specific event or was it something that was kind of the surrender to your own gifts kind of thing? Well, I mean, I love that expression. It really was surrendering to my own gifts because I had let readings, you know, I'd had tarot readings. and But when I was in my early 40s, I was in like a really bad marriage situation. I was pretty desperate at that time. There were things going on and I, I needed help. I was sort of in a, like a secluded part of my life. I, I was in danger pretty much. And I started praying with a purpose and I started right. asking, asking, asking. And then I started having very prophetic dreams and clear messages be, being given to me. I had no idea what I was doing. I just listened and I trusted, which is unusual, mm. but I, I had no other voices to listen to. So I had to listen to my own. And that's how it all started. And then from then on, it just blossomed from there. Were you ever questioning like, oh, is this a higher power or is this myself? Well, I never thought it was me. I wasn't that smart. I couldn't have made up this stuff. I mean, when I was guided to go here, do that, that was not me. The one thing that I have to say about myself is that I was very blessed because I was born with faith. And that's a huge thing. Not everybody has it. And I, I never questioned that there was a higher power of some sort. It didn't have to be, you know, God sitting on a throne with a long beard. It wasn't that. I believed in love and I believed in what a soul was from my earliest memory. Yeah. And so when I felt these things, I knew that this was something other than me. I had no clue what it was because in years ago, there wasn't as much information out there as there is today. I had no idea. I was like an explorer in this new land and it was unlimited. I loved it. The more I discovered about intuition and connecting to the higher realms and things, I couldn't get enough. Wow. Joanne, I love that you were a pioneer, I feel like, in that <laughs> arena because mm -hmm. Angela and I are both on kind of this journey of following these little breadcrumbs, but we have so much access to this kind of spiritual realm and information and different people who are talking about it. But I feel like at the time that you were finding it, you really did have to intentionally find those people, those books, those... It would have been a lot harder to find, I Absolutely. feel like. There was nowhere to Google. I don't even know if there was Google in those days. It was just not easily accessible. I mean, I heard a voice in my head very clearly one day that said, get up and go to the bookstore, Joanne. Very, very clear. And I knew they showed me the image in my mind of which bookstore, and it was a new age bookstore, which I had never gone in. I'd driven past it, but I went in there and that was because I was told to go in there. I knew it was right. I could feel it was the right thing to do for me to go in there. I bought loads of books. So I came <laughs> home with every book I could find on the Archangel Gabriel, the one who appeared to me, and a whole host of other things, whatever appealed to me. That's where it really started. But the good part about my awakening was that I did it without a lot of outside influence. Now, today, there are so many voices out there. There's so many people telling you what you're supposed to feel, supposed to think, supposed to know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that. I, I was left to my own devices. So it was, it was a slightly different experience. Today, I think a lot of people are confused by what there is available out there. Mm -hmm. and, and it can be confusing, which is why it always leads us back to ourselves to build up trust in oneself and what you're hearing and feeling. I'm so glad you mentioned all of that. 
it took a lot of bravery for you to hone in on that and be like, you know, no matter if it is just me or it's not, I'm going to follow it and just see where it leads me. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And something I love about your story too, is that this all, I know that that was always in you, but that you really Mm -hmm. almost came into this next level in your forties. Like that's something that I love because I think we so often, you know, us like in our thirties, even we can be like, okay, it's too late to like U-turn, which I know is just a made up timeline in our heads. Mm -hmm. But I just love that you consistently show me like at any time you turn or change or adopt something else and keep going. Absolutely. And I think that in my 30s, I had kids and I had three kids. I was really busy having babies and family. And yeah, at the time I had a husband and there was so much going on. It's very challenging to find that space. It wasn't until I had more space in my life. The kids were slightly older. I was able to think straight. I had a career. I mean, I had a a whole other career before I I was doing Mm -hmm. this work. I was a professional singer for many years, a classical singer. You being in, in music, and listening to music, which is so spiritual in it within itself, it, it sort of naturally led me to this sort of process of being very sort of in my head and connected to myself. It's it's a natural lead in to this the spiritual world. But I do feel that when we have the opportunity to find space within ourselves, that's when we can hear better and connect mm. easier. And I think the 30s, it's just the beginning of it. My sense is that within this intuitive world, you can be doing intuitive work until the moment you cross over and even after that, you know, Mm -hmm. it it never ends. It's unlimited. And the, what there is to learn and to experience, it, it just goes on forever. And that's the thing that I love about it most is the growth, the opportunities to grow and learn within yourself, I think is what life's all about. And I love that you said that once you start listening, it gets easier to listen and it strengthens it and you get aligned feeling like, yes, I knew that was going to happen. And yes, I'm so glad that the synchronicity of it all. Yeah. The affirmation of it to be like, yeah, that was, yeah. It it feels electric when you are listening to your inner self and then something is guiding you in a certain direction and then you go for it and then it's rewarding in that way. Or, you know, the opposite, you steer clear of something that ends up imploding, just all of those things, these moments where you're actually listening. And I still consider myself like a little tadpole in the world of uh, <laughs> listening to my inner intuition. And I felt like I've always been intuitive and I don't know if Kindle feels the same, but you're always going to be able to learn more and more and it's you're never going to be there, quote unquote quote. But it's just so exciting to have those moments when you're just spot on. And it's if I could bottle that feeling up and drink it, I would because it's just (laughs) it's so buzzy and exciting to Mm -hmm. just feel like you're listening to yourself and it paid off. That's a really good point for people. Let's say you're connected and you're feeling going left or right is the right way to go. And you tune in with your body. Your body will tell you intuitively what the answer is. If people have trouble hearing in their mind, they can tune in with their body. If you get like a flat feeling, like that's probably not the right way to go. But when you feel that bubbly connected feeling, that's usually a yes for for people. And that's Mm -hmm. just like a simple way to begin tuning in with yourself and noticing everything that goes on in the body. The body is a huge tool to using and connecting with your intuition. I just wanted to say that leading on from what you just said. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Help me a lot with that. I once went to a Pilates class and I was doing all the stretches and they asked me, oh, does that hurt? And I literally didn't know because I was so 
I was so in the clouds and I was so in my mind that I wasn't in my body. I was just like doing the motions. And ever since that class, I've just been realizing that like, uh, it's probably a red flag if I don't know if something was a little painful or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so far from being attached. And now um, once it's... I was telling Kendall off mic the other day, like once you know, you can't unknow is how I feel about mm-hmm. some things. I feel like once I started tuning into my body when I was stretching, when I was doing yoga, when just little things when I get into bed or when I get out of bed and my ankles hurt or whatever that is, just like paying more attention to to my body, it started rippling effect into everything, like the way food makes me feel, the way that certain people make my body feel, the way... I mean, everything started to feel like it was a compass driving me. So once you start tuning in, and I think it can be intimidating to start because you're like my body is none of my business. I don't know what she's been doing. You know? <laughs> uh, but once you just start and you just quiet down, like you said, and it, I'm thankful for that little practical tip because that's helped me a lot too. And speaking of practical tips, something that I speak about my intuition a lot, and you know, even on this podcast, intuitive eating, intuition cards, like we talk about intuition a lot, but a question that I get is how do you strengthen your intuition? How do you strengthen this invisible force or this trust in yourself, this compass. And I know that we were saying kind of with the body, but is there anything that has helped you or you give advice for other people of like, here is how to connect and to trust that voice inside of you again, or hear it even? Oh, okay. You know, years ago, when when I first started on this journey, I realized that there were a number of different ways that we could interpret in intuition. So mm-hmm. if you're a visual person, you may get images in your mind. If you're a person who hears, I mean, you might hear a voice and it's usually in your mind. It's very rarely outside of yourself. You can just sense something. You can just know it. You just know it. And that's probably what you're talking about is just the mm-hmm. sense of knowing. And you don't know how you know, but you just have the knowing. And then the other part is feeling it in, in your body, whether it's feeling it in your muscles or just feeling the energy somewhere in your body, it's helpful to interpret, how am I receiving? Am I a visual person? So when you close your eyes and you get an image, so for instance, you know, one of my first readings, I mean, a million years ago, so I was on the phone with someone and I kept getting this image of her all tied up in like sticky, like tape, like scotch tape. She had tape all over her and she was in knots. And I, I'm thinking, what is that? And so I said, do you feel like you're all kind of wound up and bound up in tape? She said, that's exactly how I feel. How wild. I said, said, okay, I just learned a new skill. And so that's how it kind of opened to me. So you can interpret everything. So if it's an image in your mind, if you you have a song lyric in your mind, if if you're walking somewhere and your eye is drawn to something... If you're thinking about someone and your eye is drawn to a cup that has Hawaii on it, all of those things are worth interpreting. Those are Mm. ways that your system is trying to give you a message. The more you see them and the more you play around, and it's playful. It's not serious. It's playful. It's fun to interpret. I love you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. It should be fun. You yeah. help me too. Cause I was like, sometimes I just feel like I have all these ideas and I don't know which one to follow. Cause I just get these half ideas that like spurt into my brain and then they're gone. And you were like, Angela, write those down, <laughs> like <laughs> write those down. And maybe you you'll return back to them and you'll be like, Oh, okay. I could actually do this now. And 
put a place for them. So dependent on the kind of person you are, I'm sure you can tweak the way that you start to strengthen how that is to Absolutely. do. And leading on from that, to receive the whole message. So let's say you were wide awake, it, you weren't just falling asleep, and an idea, a half an idea came in. If you were in a, a meditative state or somewhere where you could hold focus for a little longer, you'd probably get the rest of the idea. But the universe, your angels, your guides, etc., know that you're a busy lady. And so you might only have time for like the first bit of the idea. So they'll give it to you in just the first bit and you quickly write that down and then it'll remind you later. So the idea is that the universe, your guide, spirit, whatever you want to call it, your intuition will work with you. Whatever's going on in your life, however you operate, you know, whether you can sit still and meditate or whether you can't. If you can't still the mind, they'll still get the information to you in another way. That's the way it's all I set love up. you. How comforting the it's idea the of it of, coming it to really, you no matter what. It comes to you no matter what. It's just a question of interpreting it and trusting it'll make its way to you. Even if you're walking down the street and a random stranger turns to you and says something out of the blue, mm-hmm. and it's like, I really needed to hear that today. They'll grab anybody or any way to communicate what it is you need to receive because it all works together. We all work together. We're all connected. The universe is connected. Energetically, we're all connected. And so if we can't receive it ourselves in the moment, it will come to us some way or other. That, that's the way it works. I love that. I know for <laughs> me, when I was going through some really rough stuff and I felt really foggy about where to go, I was so drawn to sit down and I started writing these letters to myself and they always started dear girl, like never even my name. It was like dear girl, this like very endearing, like almost a mother talking to her child. And all of this information would download over and over and over, like all the answers to the things that need to happen. Like, dear girl, this is where you should go next. Dear girl, you need to know that you're strong enough to do this. Like, dear girl, like when believe your, you know, self when you see that this has happened, you know, just these different things. And it was truly, I feel like I was mothering myself, but it really did feel like a voice that was outside of me. And so I just kept writing these letters and all this information was downloading And later on, it wasn't until later, I really processed. I was like, oh, this is truly my intuition talking to me. Like It wasn't until I sat down and were writing these letters that I was allowing my own higher self to speak to me. And it was always in such a tender way. I don't know if that speaks to anyone listening to this, but I feel like that was the way that I was able to actually really get in touch with trusting my inner voice was allowing me to mother myself. That is so beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that is how you know the difference between what your mind is telling you and what your spirit guides, your intuition, the universe is telling you. The universe will always speak lovingly and gently to you. And you discovered that within yourself, which is awesome. It's such a beautiful, easy way to connect to your higher self. And you discovered it yourself. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, Kendall, thank you for sharing that. Something that's helped me, Joanne, that you said was that angels are there to help you. You can't ask them too many things. They will decide you know, what you actually need help on. But I used to be like timid in my ask, like, oh, if, <laughs> if you don't mind, I could help on this. If you're not like, too busy. You know, like I just, 
is it selfish to ask? That was a huge thing for me. Getting over this idea that it was, it's selfish to ask for what you want. That was huge for my intuitive journey. And so this mental picture you gave me of like your angels are literally sitting there waiting, waiting for you to ask them to help. They're there to help. That is their exact purpose here in this afterlife or in this life or you know however you want to frame it in your head. It took away this like timidness I had. And I'm like, okay, well, in that case, I'm asking for this and this and this. And, and I didn't have to feel ashamed for what I wanted. And I didn't have to feel like I was being greedy. I could just feel like, let me just put this out in the universe and see what comes back. And it really opened up a lot within me. So thank you for that tip too, to just be like, ask and thou shalt receive if it's meant for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. And I think it's a very human response when we feel worried or afraid or asking for too much. There's nowhere in the universe that puts a limit on what you can ask for. And when I shared with you that I felt our angels and our guides and the beings that love us are around us to help, that they really are. They, mm-hmm. they, they're literally sitting there waiting you know, for you to say, please ask us for something. We can't interrupt and we can't intervene, but we can do what you ask. We're and in the we're in the wing with our little pad exactly. of paper with a note with a pen on the paper just waiting. That's like the visual I always get. <laughs> wow. I picture them like up there like shooting the shit. Being like, <laughs> Are you actually serious? Are you still not asking me for help right now? Oh, there she goes again. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, thinking you're yeah. in control. Real cute, sweetie. <laughs> exactly. My favorite is when you're about to do something that you really shouldn't do. Oh God. And you check in and you check in with your guides and your angels and there's silence and i'm thinking so am i right am i wrong like silence and you just know you yeah. know that it's silent because oh dear are you really gonna do that yeah, they'd be are you really gonna do like that being a cheerleader yeah. if you're supposed to if they're just like i'm gonna send exactly. this out <laughs> exactly exactly it's so funny but the main thing is is that we're so loved we are so loved by so many different types of energies out there. And I do believe that there's one, not just one, but there's a very large, grand, loving force that surrounds us and supports us. And my sense is that as a human, if we knew how loved we really were, none of us would ever feel alone again, ever. I feel that we forget that. It's such a a hugely awakening moment. And that's, that's the one I had in my early 40s, when I realized that there was so much love coming towards me in my existence, because I, ne- I never felt loved. It's a very human challenge for men and women. You know, most of us don't really know how to feel loved. It's, it's something we have to learn. But if we knew, it's just overpowering. And there's that spirit of wanting to give and to give to us, which really helps us want to give to others. If you're going to use your intuition or any intuitively guided skill toward helping others, it's all about service and mm-hmm. it's all giving and receiving. So we receive from the universe and we share with others. It's just a never ending cycle, but it's all based on love, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful oh, thing. Yeah. It just made me all warm and fuzzy. That whole, <laughs> sen- that whole sentiment, if we really knew how much we were loved, we wouldn't be as, we wouldn't feel that lonely feeling. And, and just know the love for us is limitless. Like if only I could fill myself with a warm bath of that affirmation every day. And you know what? Consider it done. That's my new affirmation. Yeah. I am loved beyond comprehension. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my new, my exactly. new one. 
Well, because it would change how you show up in the world and show up to other people even to already know that you are loved and that the love you possess and give to other people is a service, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And loved unconditionally because we are all human and we're all learning. And so we all like mess up and do stuff. But to know that there's still that loving force around us, no matter what we do, it helps us learn. I mean, it's it helps you learn from actions and choices as opposed to blaming ourselves and beating ourselves up. And I have to say that's one of the biggest things that happened for me is that realizing that there was unconditional love out there, I was able to accept myself and grow as a woman and as a person and make better choices and decisions in my life. And that was what my 40s were all about. We're making different types of decisions. Now, I'm not saying I made all the correct ones. I might have made a couple of real bad ones in my 40s. But after that, it got really good. But I always felt that I was able to find a way of forgiving myself. And I think that's all part of connecting to that love feeling. And it's, it's all bound up with intuition. And it's all connected because it's all part of the same general flow that, that exists out there. That's my understanding of it. Anyway. Yeah. And, and so I really believe that. And I wanted to know what you believe are some of the biggest blocks to intuition and how we actively avoid them. Because I think what was interesting is when we released our first podcast, the thing that I got the most the most questions about was when I had I had brought a relationship to you and with someone and you were like, okay, this is a toxic relationship and you need to allow this energetic cord between the two of you to dissolve. This isn't serving you any longer. And I felt that when that was dissolved and dealt with, I was able to trust my own voice so much deeper. And so I wanted to know from you, just because that struck a chord so hard with people of like, how do we let go of these toxic relationships? Or you know, how do I know if someone or something is a block instead of a mirror? Sometimes you have to be a detective and you have to trace back what you're feeling, how you're feeling it, what it makes you feel like when you think about something. And sometimes mm. if you trace it back, you can kind of sense within yourself, hmm, this doesn't feel right. Now, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. Then the trust comes in where it's like, I trust that what's really for my highest good is going to be what happens. It's about following the trail of whatever it is that's going on and letting it lead back to you, feeling it, and then beginning to build up trust in how you feel. So when it comes to matters of the heart, we all have some blinders and sometimes they're intuitive blinders. And even though there are some of us who are incredibly intuitive in this world and still make bad choices, that's all part of the learning thing. For the most part, about other issues, I think that it's really about connecting to yourself and starting to build up trust in what you're, what you're feeling. I, I think it's, it's all about building the trust. And it takes a while to, to build up that muscle of, of trusting what you're feeling, what your gut feelings are. And something that helps is keep asking for confirmation. So in your prayers, in your intention setting or whatever, in your thoughts, you say, please, please send me more confirmation. I need more mm. confirmation. Now you can ask 50 million times. They won't get tired of you asking. And the confirmation can come in all different shapes and forms. It could be you, you call three friends and they tell you the exact same thing. 
It could be that you just get a, a sense of knowing. You'll have your confirmations if you keep asking. And a pendulum is also a way to receive a yes or a no about a certain situation. Someone mentioned cards earlier. If you want to use some sort of, you know, whether it's an oracle card or an angel card or something like that, that's also a, a great way to get some insight and confirmation that's outside of yourself. It's not just your brain going over and over and over something. Yeah, Th- that's those actually- are also. That helps a lot. The idea of asking for more confirmation that I'm yes, you said that. Thank you for saying that because now that I start to ask and then I see repetition of the same thing over and over and over, and I'm like, okay, got it. Like, I'm like, you know, you're just like, okay, the message is loud and clear, but it might take a little bit to tap into it. I know, but that that's actually a really helpful tip. The idea of just asking for confirmation over and over, and it'll come, it'll come in different avenues too. And you know, like I know someone's listening to this right now and getting all (laughs) kinds of pings. Like, yes, I already knew. But like, you just don't want to know even when you know sometimes. I so even in these situations where I've come to you, Joanne, and been like, okay, I need help with this. It's like, I know... Mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do, but I need someone else to tell me like, <laughs> oh, this yes. is what you need to do. And, I was, um, me and Kendall had this in common. We both were in a stage of our life where we needed to slow down, but we wanted to speed up. <laughs> that was basically the theme. Mm-hmm. And Joanne, like, you know, you gave us a lot of other insight, but you started with like, okay, well, I got to tell you that you need to slow down. And we're like, dang it. To, to both of us separately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really? That's yes. so funny. Both of us separately, but we were going through a very similar thing. And we both had this energy of like, I don't know. Like I, and it was just like, okay, you know, settle down. And sometimes you you just echo what my, yeah, you, you echo a lot of the time what my little budding voice was trying to tell me. And I was just pretending like I wanted a new answer. Like as if I was shaking one of those, you know, uh, eight balls that tell you yes or no on the bottom as if I'm like, eh, I didn't like that answer. Let me get a different one. Uh, of course, we all know. I mean, we all know the answers. We all know the answers. It's just, it's just a question of getting confirmation. That that's really it. And you guys, are I'm so really going to take that with me. I'm going to yes. take that, like asking for confirmation, because that is such a powerful thing to just remember mm-hmm. of asking yeah. for that. The other thing I want to say is that just because I've been doing this work for many, many years doesn't mean I'm immune to asking for confirmation about my own personal life. I think sometimes people think, oh, well, she must know everything. I do not know everything. I can promise you. And I still have my insecurities. And so I will ask for 50 million confirmations. I will go to people. I will, you know, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. it's human. And and our hearts and our minds get involved sometimes. But I got to say that all the energies around us are here to help us. They're here to support us. That's my experience you know, this, this whole intuitive path. It's yeah. all set up to support us in the best way possible in our lives. Ugh, that's so. I that's just love, a, I could listen I to you just for hours. <laughs> it's so too. calming to my soul. Uh, oh, me too. That's thank sweet. you. Thank you for being on today. I have one more final question to kind of cap us off here. Do you have any general advice or tips for people for the rest of this year? I know this year has been really hard for a lot of people a year of a lot of unsettling times. So do you have just general thoughts on how people can kind of finish out the rest of 2020 and feel a little bit more light in their life? Well, that's a really great question. And it's a hot topic for everybody on this planet right Mm -hmm. now. 
not talking about what's going on globally as far as you know events, mm-hmm. just talking about energetically and astrologically, we're going through this incredibly intense time, but it's part of the breaking down of what we have built up that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're in the midst of having this great big kind of breakdown. And that means looking at ourselves. That means being introspective, going into the past, digging out any skeletons that happen to be in any closets, you know, really cleaning house. And that's that's what we've been doing, but it's very messy work. And I think that on a global level, we've been doing that as well. It's just everything is a big mess. So it's like when you're emptying out your closet and you like take everything out and it's there's <laughs> stuff everywhere and mm-hmm. it's like hanging out. It's like stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the next part is putting it all back, but it's first of all, getting rid of the things you don't need. There's a very big clearing going on right now. There are people waking up to, well, uh, people waking up just, you know, period. period. But there's, uh, yeah, but there's also a purging element that's going on. That's getting rid of anything that's not working in your life. Oh my gosh, letting, I feel that let, hard. <laughs> exactly. People, situations, mm-hmm. uh, countries, places, homes, jobs. And I think that that's really what's going on. And, and I think the best thing that we can do is be flexible, which is a really hard word to be truly flexible when your life does an about face where you're faced with something completely out of the blue. It's very hard to be flexible. Mm-hmm. However, praying and asking for support in being flexible and allowing and surrendering to the change will make it be a much smoother process. And I think for the rest of this year, we'll be purging. We'll be allowing new ideas to come to the surface. But by the end of the year, my my sense that there's going to be some brand new beginnings. You know, it's, it's a year of endings, actually, also. When you get to an ending, it's a joyful thing because there's a beginning ahead. And we're going to be mm. able to move into new areas and have new experiences beyond our wildest dreams that are something we never could have imagined because we've let go of all the things that haven't been working in our lives. And this could be small things, be what you have in your closet, mm. or a big thing. So that's what I feel is happening. I have full oh, that body feels, chills. <laughs> I know. I feel so excited about cleaning out and having a fresh start, even though it has been so difficult for all of us to let go of these things that we've been like white knuckling and weren't serving oh, yeah. us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been painful yeah. work, but I'm glad you it, talked about the process. So like, Kendall and I were just talking about this. We're really happy with how our release went. We are really proud of how this project came about, but the work to get to this point was a lot of crying, a lot of journaling, <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of face, facing our inner blocks, a lot of the messy work until we got to the point where we could uh, wrap it up for people in a bow and, and be like, here's what we, we created or here's what we produced. And that's yes. just us on a micro level, I know, but I think on a global level, it's there. We're in the part that's like it needs to be done. There's it has to be done before the new can come in. But it's the part that no one wants to do because it's the hard work. It's the messy work. It's the one you want to turn away and hide and and just be like, never mind, it's not there. But it's like forcing us to address it head on. And so I just get this overwhelming sense in Kendall and I's lives, but also just as you were mm-hmm. saying as a whole that mm-hmm. there's more beauty to come and we're going to all be changed for the better. 
And I think it's tempting even with the analogy of the closet, right? Pulling everything out and then looking at everything and being like, okay, you know what? I'm (laughs) I'm shutting the door and we're never using this room again. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even want to go through. It's all like fun and games. Or the temptation to just be like, oh, I don't need any of those things. I'll just buy all new ones. Like just to like work it out. I think that tends to be a lot of people's like inclination is like, well, I'll just start fresh without doing any of the work. Like just like mm-hmm. abandon ship. And I think And it all comes way. out in the wash, guys. Mm-hmm. It all comes out in the wash. It does. Yes, also, it does. Thank you so much for being on with us today and sharing just your life and some ways to, you know, help and sharing your own medicine and sending it out to everyone. And we just really appreciate the time and we hope you listeners enjoyed. And we'll be um, dropping Joanne's information in our show notes. So yes. if you have any interest in talking to her one-on-one and getting a little piece of her sunshine for yourself, then we'll have that there. And you two can link up with our aunt. Yes. <laughs> we hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.